Hello, everyone. My name is Justin Odisho, and welcome back to another episode of the podcast. Today, I had a chance to speak with director, editor, and creator Jacob Owens. You might know him from his work with major artists such as Chris Brown, Kyle, Futuristic, Jesse McCartney, and many more. He's also the creator of the Buff Nerds YouTube channel, where he's accumulated over 200 million views, sharing behind-the-scenes tutorials, guides, and music videos. Jacob offers a ton of valuable insight and inspiration in this episode in our conversation about film, social media, business, work ethic, creativity, and more. Enjoy the show. All right, what's up, Jacob? Welcome to the show. Thank you for making the time this morning. You said you shot four videos already, so you must already be tired. Yeah, no, yeah. Woke up this morning, got right to it, four YouTube videos. Now a podcast with you. Thanks uh, Thanks for having me, man. What's your record like per day? I think the most things co- pieces of content I've made is like five in one day. Shoot, I don't, I don't know. Shoot, that might be the record. I usually don't like work too much on YouTube videos, so four in one day for me is kind of a lot. Um, usually, I'm doing like music videos and stuff, which take yeah. much longer of a time span. Yeah. But yeah, so shoot, today might have been the record. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, I got a ton of awesome notes. I did all my research yesterday. Listen to. Every podcast you've done, and uh, there's a lot of interesting stuff I want to get into, and as we as we go on here, but um, oh. uh, one fun fact I realized before we started, we both have the same initials. Oh yeah, J-O, we do, huh? J O, J O, and then there you we have, go. Yeah, it's it's uh that automatically like it's a plus one here, and yeah, uh, then you have J O P, which I didn't right. um, I didn't realize stood for Jacob Owens Productions for like a yeah. good a good minute there that was that was early on that's what i went by and like i still have people today they like that's my nickname people will call me jop or they'll call me jop and like (laughs) all all, usually the close homies but i yeah it's it's kind of like my little nickname but yeah uh and yeah and uh, where where are you at right now where are you speaking to me from california or la yeah i'm in la right now uh that's i kind of split my time between here and, and arizona where i'm from and uh but yeah i'm in la right now currently cool so i guess i should start by saying how i thought i first knew you and then how that was a lie about (laughs) six about like six months ago or so uh, i was doing a live stream with some other youtubers and everyone was in the comments talking about what do you think about this guy what do you think about this guy and i think someone in the comments said um what do you think about jacob owens or the buff nerds or something and I was, by the way, I was doing a live stream with, uh, I think, YC Imaging and Creative okay. Ryan. So, okay. and I said, I scratched my head for a second. Cause I was like, I hadn't like been familiar with it. And, but now that I did my research, I realized that was a lie because right. about four years ago, I was scrolling down World Star, and there was this video that was, I forgot what it was called. It was, it was the Kyle video. It was the keep it real video. Okay, that was yeah, on yeah, world star yeah. right yeah and that's yeah. that video turned me on to kyle i, I like that song i was like oh this guy's cool and i kind of became a fan right and i guess i didn't really pay attention to who shot it because i wasn't looking for that but right i guess i have seen your work from yeah what was that 2013 from, from, yeah. so yeah that was probably like four years ago because yeah. that was before i moved to la i've well actually it's probably coming up on five years because that was right before i moved to la i've been in la like four years now so around four to five years yeah, yeah. so you have reached yeah. me i just didn't realize it yeah <laughs> but uh funny let's talk about you said before you moved to to la you were born in arizona you're born and Correct. raised born and raised 
Tempe, Arizona. That's uh, where I'm from. Went to college, went to film school. And then, uh, yeah, about, I think, in 2000, a year after I graduated ASU, 2013, I moved out to uh, to Cali, to L.A. Yeah. And I wanna, I'll want i get into how, how, how you feel about that move and advice you could give. But what right. was your upbringing like in, in Arizona? It was is Tempe a small town? I don't know. I I have family in Tempe, Arizona and I've been there, but yeah. I don't know about Tempe. Tempe's uh, it's actually a pretty big city. It Tempe. neighbors Phoenix, like Tempe and Phoenix, like touch each other, and as well as Scottsdale. So it's like kind of the three big cities. It's yeah. where ASU is, so it's a big college like town. Um, so it's it's a pretty popular. You know, it's like a it's like a big small city. Like you know, it's not like high rises, but it's like a big city. Um, and grew up there just, uh, you know, had a pretty normal childhood and, but I was always how I just initially even got into, I guess, video stuff was when I was a little kid growing up, my parents had like an old, uh, like high eight tape camera, like, um, and I just would always with my brothers, friends in the neighborhood, film little monster movies. We'd make our own ESPN show. We'd film our hot wheels cars and make little hot wheels movies. And like, we we're just always filming something. And I think that them having that camera early on and me as a little kid, always filming everything is kind of like what planted the seed as far as like doing what I do today. Um, but yeah, I always grew up sports. I was super athletic, always played sports. Um, I wanted to play in the NBA as most little kids who like sports, you know, or basketball do when they grow up. And uh, but yeah, I was always like super creative. I made my own magazines. I drew my own like golf courses. I drew my own shoe collection. I drew, I made my own card games, like everything from like this men in black FBI game to SpongeBob. I would draw all the characters and their powers. Like I was just like a, I, I painted, I created a wiffle ball league in our neighborhood and kept statistics. Like I was just always creating, making, doing something like as a kid. So it seems like that's translated too, because now I'm looking around and I see you're doing so many different things, some things that people might not even know if right. they first look no. at your channel. And right. I'm sure you're logged into a few different Instagram accounts, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, like, yeah, I, like right. you, you might have an Instagram account that nobody would know is you because you just like like yeah. to create. But we'll, we'll, we'll yeah. get into more of those details still. So you don't, said you, don't blow my secrets now <laughs> oh no i don't know no, okay. i don't know if, are, if there's okay. anything but, embarrassing i'm not trying no, to, no, no no i'm just talking about like i'm sure you run like the biggest fitness page that nobody knows is you <laughs> but we'll see we'll see if we can get that out of you right. uh so i was actually gonna ask about you know how video entered your life so your parents had a camera was it like did your dad or someone were, were they super into video or was it just like the, the family camera that they just had no. for vacations it was literally just a family camera that they had to like film and kind of document birthdays, vacation, or whatever. And they didn't even really use it that much. I used it way more than yeah. they did. And, uh, you know, it was just something I don't even know the first time I picked it up or why I picked it up, but I just did. And again, yeah, I was just always filming something. And it was like, you know, that kind of translated into high school when I went into high school and figured out how once digital, like I was able to get a like those tapes like I had a Canon HV30 and once I could get those tapes and figure out how to get those tapes onto a computer it's like Windows uh right when like Windows Movie Maker and this Premiere I forget what it was called not Adobe Premiere it was like mm-hmm. 
I forget, some weird editing program, and I figured out, oh, like, I can, like, edit this on a computer. I was like, this is cool. And then, like, right then in my high school, they just launched for the first year, like, a video announcements class, and they made, like, videos and stuff and kind of joined that. And then uh, basically what set me off as far as, like, this is what I'm going to do for the rest of my life is my sophomore year in high school, I made a video for the football team for the pep rally. And it was just like, hey, like, can you make us a video for the pep rally? made the video, played at the pep rally, and like the whole day, I just had teachers and students coming up to me like, that video was amazing, like it looked like a Nike commercial, and I go back and watch it now, and it's absolutely terrible, and like, <laughs> I don't know, I don't know how people were saying that, but like, people were just like, you sh you gotta make videos, like for a living, and so that was kind of like my like moment of like, yeah, this is what I wanna do, so. Yeah. So that was your first, yeah. Like moment, really feeling a passion. Well, like getting a lot of right. great feedback and right. having a right. spark. So total. So were you were you on the football team? Did you try? Like no. your no. your YouTube channel's name is the Buff Nerds. So obviously right. you have a, a love for fitness as well right. as tech. When did the love for fitness enter your life? Was it around the same time? Was it much later? Always. Uh, since I was a little kid, my dad uh, played collegiate basketball d1 um, was a really good athlete and so all growing up we played pretty much every sport but football my dad was like a strong advocate against football would not let us play at all so i never played football but was just he would pay us a penny a push-up when we were little kids huh. so that was like how we earned money it was like if we did a push-up we got a penny so we would do like two three hundred push-ups in a day as little kids and get like two three dollars and be like oh we got you know it'd be like <laughs> it was huge incentive so i think for me that's what got me into like working out and uh, being like physically fit and like kind of training my brain like hey like not only like do you see results but it's like it's a positive like influence it's like with a dog if they do something good you give them a treat and it's like oh that's a good thing if i do that like i'll see benefit like it's it, and so i think early on my dad kind of instilled in me like a love for fitness without me like even realizing it by kind of doing things like that and um and again translated over to playing sports baseball basketball all that stuff and and i played it sports through high school i played volleyball basketball golf um yeah i think that's all i played in high school because those were the three three sports continuously but yeah. but yeah so it's just kind of you know fitness athletics sports has always been a huge part of my life as well as you know videos and and kind of tech yeah. tech nerdy stuff so thank you papa owens for that that's a yeah. great right a penny yeah. a push-up i'm gonna yeah, do I'm that. definitely <laughs> i'm definitely gonna do it with my kids like yeah it, it, it tricks them like, no it does it's like <laughs> You know, they get they get money for doing push ups, they're gonna wanna do more and yeah. yeah. No, so I you had definitely thank them for that. Do you have do you have siblings, like a lot of brothers? I have, or yeah, I have, I have a younger brother and sister. We're all one year apart. So it's oh, so you're the oldest? Just like yeah, I'm the oldest and we're just like I mean, my mom was probably yeah, pregnant for three three straight years because she just we're <laughs> all one year apart. But uh yeah. but yeah, same with my brother. Athletics, he played college basketball same thing and he's he's very fit as well yeah so yeah is, has that also you seem to be very motivated uh you're obviously as a director you have to be a leader of different groups and people do you get does that stem from some of that big brother experience when you were younger or do, do you, is there any value you found in that yeah pro i mean probably i i would have to imagine so because it's like you know, growing up, me being the bigger brother and always kind of 
especially and, and even in our neighborhood I was always kind of the oldest kid and so I was kind of always in charge of things and running things like I said yeah. like with the wiffle ball league like I organized the wiffle ball league <laughs> and, and we I kept statistics for it and this and that so I was like always like running the show even as a little kid and that probably I, I've never even thought about that yeah. but it probably definitely stemmed into me being uh, a director or you know more assertive because I, that's one thing I always tell young people coming up that want to be directors is like you have to learn if you're not to be like assertive and forespoken and like be be tough because you can't sit back and be like oh yeah uh, like you can't just be reserved yeah. and be a director it just doesn't work you know so um, if you're wanting to be a director that's definitely like a huge piece of advice I have is like you need to learn to be assertive outspoken like take take charge, take control. Like if the, you know, situation is getting out of hand, like put your foot down, let people know, like, and hurry up. You, like you can't be afraid to, you know, be loud when you need to be. And, um, you know, so, uh, but yeah, that's, yeah, I never thought of that stemming from, from my childhood like that. So that's funny. That stories yeah. like the, you making a magazine and drawing characters. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it reminds me of some, I have a, I uh, used to go to this boys and girls club when I was younger and, I clearly remember drawing characters and all their power ups and what like yeah, charges yeah. they had and like yeah man I don't know on the school bus but um, that. that's that's the nerd in me yeah sure. uh, it sounds like a movie what's that movie the baseball <laughs> movie uh, the uh, one where they're all on the yard playing baseball and they kick it. the Sandlot Sandlot the old... yeah it sounds like oh, Sandlot okay. or something gosh <laughs> <laughs> but um. So so let's fast forward a little bit there. So you that's kind of your roots, your hometown, right. uh, and now you're in high school. You you get this big spark about right. your love for video. Take us from like graduating high school to you still were in Arizona when going to college, right? Right. So I went to I decided to go to ASU because uh, it was about five minutes from my house. Um, a lot of friends were going there. Uh, I considered for a minute going out of state to go to film school in California, and it was just going to be expensive, away from home. It was kind of one of those things like just being in the comfort of home, being with friends, being close to the school already. Like I had a scholarship to ASU, like so it was like I didn't want to like just kind of throw all that out the window to like go take this kind of chance in film school. Um, and I just figured I would do the film school at ASU. So I went to ASU and applied for the film school there because you, you don't get to just jump into it. You have to like apply, you have to make a short film, you have to write essays, get references and stuff to actually like make it into the film school. So went to film school at ASU, I applied, I got in, and then probably my junior year is like where things kind of started to take shape and I started to pursue it um, really hard in the sense of like, music videos as like a, a, a route to like make a career for myself and YouTube. Um, I had a friend who I went to high school with, his name's Zach Beck, who is known as Futuristic. He's a rapper. Um, and he was like starting to take music more seriously. And he was like, hey, you go to film school, right? I was like, yeah. And he's like, you want to make a, you know, music video? And have you ever made one? I was like, no. And I was like, sure, let's do it. I didn't even at the time own a camera um, that like a, like a, like a good camera, I owned a camera, but not like a good camera. And so I borrowed a friend's T2i. The T2i was like hot off the press, new camera. Mm -hmm. And I remember like holding that thing and being like, oh my gosh, this is so, so clear, like HD. Like, cause the biggest thing I had ever shot on was like a little tape camera. So um, I shot music video for him. And then after we put that out, 
I started getting hit up by all these like local rappers um, asking me like, oh, you do music videos? How much you charge? Just through like word of mouth and Facebook um, at the time. And I was like, oh, yeah, I do. And I started charging like $200 for just like these local music videos. Went out and bought a T2i and a kit lens. That's just all I had to start with. And from there, I would just kind of do these local music videos and build a reel and buy a new lens and then buy a, you know, a, a glide cam or this and just kind of keep upping my work. And from there, I just decided like after the first couple of videos, I was like, I need a YouTube channel to like post my stuff on. Um, and so that's when I came out with the Buff Nerds. I didn't want to name it like my name because I knew like the work that was going on there was going to be not only me and my like content, but like a lot of other people's content too. And I, I just wanted something catchier other than just like, oh, Jacob Owens or anything mm -hmm. like that. So I just came up with this idea at the at the time, I was shooting videos with my homie, who was a D1 football player, linebacker, and I was like, "Yo, we're like, we're like buff nerds. Like, that's not that rare." And so it was just like, "Yeah, it's gonna be the buff nerds." Like, so the name came from just us being, you know, athletes and just kind of, but that nerdy kind of filmmaker side, and that's where the name came from. And started just making tons of music videos, skipping films, <laughs> yeah, skip, skipping class. My teachers weren't too happy about that, and. uh one of them even called me into their office hours one time and was just basically yelling at me, telling me he could fail me and if I didn't follow his course and this and that. And I was like trying to explain to him like, because at this time I had started to develop a decent number of views on YouTube and I was making money getting paid by these artists to shoot their videos and I was going to California to shoot a video and making money and I was like, I'm making money doing what I came to film school to do like like do you and I showed him some of my videos on YouTube and he was like these are all terrible and he just like kept putting me down and I I didn't listen to him I kept just doing what I was doing and uh ultimately at the end of my senior year he apologized and was just like super proud of you like it's crazy to see how far you've come in just even a year yeah. um and then yeah and then after I graduated uh, I waited about six months to a year and then uh, moved out to LA to like pursue it like full, full, full force. So I, I've got some questions. Yeah, sorry, that questions. was, was no. I tried to condense as much no, as I can. No. I kind of got yeah. a little long. I heard a little bit of that story, and it's a great story, you know, because, right. uh, you know, you when you're looking up to a teacher, sometimes it's hard to, so like, they're your authority figure, so it's easy right. to listen to them, and that's, it's even harder to believe in yourself, especially when you don't have confidence or, like if right. not, not confidence when you don't have the ex experience to have the confidence, right? But uh, one, you had a scholarship, so like, was that something that was just from good grades or athleticism yeah. or some essay that you wrote? Because a lot of people yeah, no. might. I just had an academic scholarship. I had a a three point nine GPA in high school, almost yeah. a four. But uh, I always had really really good grades in high school, and so like the two years, my junior and senior year in high school, I got the junior academic athletics uh, like award for the school so like basically for being like a high caliber athlete and a high caliber student like I got that like two years running so that's kind of where the scholarship ended up coming from was um, just being like a, a you know good student getting good grades so get good grades and you can have money to go to college people <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean might so. that have changed your course if you if there was more financial stress to going or would your parents like no did your I parents support did you did you tell them like hey mom dad i want to be i want to make videos for a living right. well they 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 always saw the passion in it and never once did they question like 
the the drive to want to go do it. Even when I was looking out of state for some of these film schools, their concerns was just more about the money of things. Like, how are you going to pay for it? Like, we'll help you a little bit, but you know, how are you going to, you know, you, we're not going to pay all this. Cause it was very expensive. Like I think USC and Brooks and some of these schools are like 60, 70,000, you know, a year or whatever. Um, and so they always totally supported though. They helped through the whole process trying to call and figure out like if it was an option and this and that. So they always, you know, backed me and they saw the passion behind it. And I think, you know, they've just always been super supportive of anything, you know, me and my brother and sister wanted to do. So, um, yeah, it just came down to wanting to be close to home, having a scholarship already to ASU, uh, friends, you know, and still being able to go to film school. If they, if ASU didn't have a film school, I wouldn't have gone to ASU. I would have gone somewhere where there was some sort of film program. So ASU is Arizona state university or correct. And, uh, they have uh so it's also a regular university but they have a, a school of film department right. kind of and and it wasn't uh exactly it's just like so ASU they have lots of different departments and you know majors and stuff and one of the majors was film and media production um and so that was like one of the schools there and i uh went there but it wasn't it was a very poor film school and this it was like only 3 years old the best camera they had to use at the time was a 5D Mark II. Like it just wasn't like that was, and the seniors could only touch that camera. So it's like we, the 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 school itself, the film school portion of ASU wasn't that great. And that's why I was always kind of off doing my own thing is because like I was learning and gaining experience more so from going out and physically doing things networking editing putting my content out there than sitting in a classroom like being told like oh this is how you edit this is directing yeah. like you you know so um that's yeah kind of the you know route i took was just trying to get out there and do as much as i could while yeah. i was in school so, so a lot of times on this podcast i talk to people or at least so far who dropped out of college already so it's rare that i have the opportunity to ask since you actually went to film school and people ask me this all the time right. but i didn't go to film school i'm not trying to make films technically right so i want to know what did and did you not learn from like is there anything that you say oh, i did learn that in film school or any sort of maybe like i think one experience? of the biggest things i took away from film school uh was directing uh the directing teacher like being I just, the thing that always sticks in my mind, the, the directing teacher, we had a class one time on directing actors or talent, and it was like, I think when you, you, you say you're a director and you're directing a scene and it's like a horror film or whatever, you might tell the actress, like, all right, so you're going to be really scared in this scene. You're going to be scared. And it's like, how, how are you going to tell someone to be scared? Like, scared of what? Like, how, how do you bring that emotion out of them? And he was saying, you know, that you need to give them a scenario you need to tell them give them if if you don't make it to this point if you don't reach that like your life will end like you have to give them a something to process in their head of like okay like yeah if i don't achieve this goal in this scene like i'll die like in like so i have to fear that thing on the other side because it, so it's like you can't just tell someone in emotion like hey be happy it's like okay like instead you got to tell them like you know give them a scenario in the sense of like it's your your brother's birthday 
and or uh, your sister just announced that she's pregnant and you're just you know overjoyed thinking of like how she's gonna be a mother and like you have to give them something that they can process in their head that like gives them those happy thoughts and emotions instead of like oh be happy because then it's just like like it's like fake um and so that was kind of one thing i took away from there but i think one of the biggest things you can take away from film school over anything is just networking and meeting meeting people um out here i know so many people who are in the positions they're in today because of the film school they went to and the people they know like even my uncle he used to direct actually hollywood films um he did the mummy mummy returns van helsing he doesn't direct anymore but I, I visited a couple sets when I was younger, and one of the things that the reason he had some of those jobs is the direct the the first unit director of those movies was his friend in film school. So it's like when they needed a second unit director, he was just like, "Greg, like we need a second unit director. Are you you know are you down?" Kind of thing. So it's like, and it's the same thing even goes for me when I bring people onto my set. It's not. It's I'm hitting up the people I know and have personal relationships and know can do a good job. I'm not randomly hitting someone up I've I've never worked with before. I don't know who they are. Like you have to network and meet people. And I think one of the big things you can take away from film school is just the networking opportunities and meeting the right people who will you know bring you along um, down the road. Yeah, I think that's super important. Something that I always knew was right, but even even knowing it only in the past year or less did have i really cemented it in my brain that you know right you really ha- like have to build the relationships and collaborate with people because that's where all the opportunities come from right but so in my head like when you talk about this teacher pulled you aside in my head it's i'm imagining it to be like just one one teacher one class who and he teaches you everything is it is it split up more regularly yeah, they had different – so he would only do directing. Then we'd have a cinematography class. We'd have film studies. So, like, each director had their – or director. Each teacher had their specific, like, thing that they would teach. They wouldn't teach, like, overall arching everything. So it was, like, broken up into different sections. And, um, yeah, just they would have a sp- dedicated teacher for a certain subject, whether it's editing, directing, uh, cinematography, um you know things like that yeah Yeah. and uh what were your peers doing you were doing a lot of music videos was that unique in the classroom or were your peers doing so i have i have a really funny story about that so in my cinematography class our final we had to make a reel like a like a dp reel and we had to pick a subject matter and focus on that through the whole semester and so people weren't really filming stuff and i was out filming music videos all the time so i was like oh i'm just gonna use the music video footage and I'm going to build a reel, a music video reel. Like that's what I'm shooting. So that's going to be my reel. And other people were like picking like flowers or like, I don't know, just random things. And they didn't really have cameras or if they did, they'd, they'd have to rent them out. And it was just very basic stuff because they weren't actually physically out there shooting content or getting paid to do content or anything like that. And so what you had to do is you had to sit at the front of the classroom once our reel was done and they had a TV facing up um, in the room and you had to look at the students watching your reel and then they would watch the reel and you would watch their reactions you couldn't watch your own reel and then after it would end they would have to say like start with the positive things and then end with the negative things and everyone was like talking about each other's reel I was a I was very much a loner in film school again like I sat in the back I didn't talk much I kind of did my own thing I would go off and do these music videos I didn't there was like one guy I talked to regularly and so I was kind of like I don't know, more of an outcast. Um, but so all these people are like, 
yo, like this was amazing. Loved how you did this, that. And I just was sitting back there going like, this was awful. Like, what are they talking about? I wouldn't say it, but I just, it, it just, I was kind of shocked. And I think it was because they're all friends and they were just like building each other up when it was like this, that was so like shaky out of focus, this and that. I don't know what they're saying. And so I lost it at one point and uh, <laughs> one of the guys, one of the guys went up, showed his reel and his friend, it was, it was very bad in my opinion. And his friend was like, it was amazing how you did this and that. And I literally just blurted out from the back row. I was just like, did you just watch the same thing I watched? Because that was terrible. And everyone just whipped their heads around and looked directly back at me. And the teacher was just like, um, Jake, can you, do you have something, can you say something nice or critical about it? Or why was it like, and I was just like, I kind of called everyone out. I was like, I feel like everyone's just saying good things about each other's stuff. Cause they're friends. Like, that was all over the place like and and i think that kind of like set a tone for when i went to show mine cuz as soon as i showed mine and as, as soon as it ended usually you go and say the positive things first and everyone starts talking mine ended and it was just silent no one said anything no one was raising their hand it was just quiet and the teacher was like okay i guess i'll get us started and she went into the negatives first instead of the positives and just kind of was just like, oh, it was kind of all over the place, this and that. And then no one, not one person said, or actually one person, the guy I'm like kind of friends with was like said a little something about it being good or this or that. And then that was it for the positive. And then the negative, like a couple people raised their hand and was like said something. And I was just like, I was dumbfounded. I was like, because my real compared to these you know, other people's was good and actually of real content, not like flowers or the, the front, you know, backyard of my house. I don't know, weird stuff like that. And so after class, I'm waiting out in the hall for my mom to come pick me up and four kids after class come up to me and they're like, so do you like, do you like do this for a living? Like, do you, oh, it was so good. How do you, and I was like, where were you guys like 15 minutes yeah. ago? Like, and they were just like asking me all these questions. Like, so do you shoot, how do you, what camera to use to shoot all this stuff? Like, who's uh, like, are you getting paid? Like, it was just like, they, they wanted to know so much. And like, it was so good. It was so good. And I was just like, so that, I mean, that was kind of the nut, my filmmaking, you know, film school experience in a nutshell, you know, cause that the other teacher, you know, telling me my stuff sucked and he could fail me and all like, me not it's just i i didn't have a great experience at film school um and uh but yeah so i don't know funny story i guess yeah. <laughs> it sounds like you learned a lot of things kind of the hard way though like it sounds like being the outcast butting heads right. with your teacher butting heads a little bit with your classmates not seeing you not seeing things the way everyone else is seeing them kind of put a little chip on your shoulder gave you something to prove right is is that where a big source of because you're a super motivated guy it seems like is that where a, a large source of motive your motivation comes from in, through your life is like not people not seeing things eye to eye with you and you wanting to kind of prove yourself right or prove them wrong i think so i mean i think everybody has a little bit of, uh, of that in them you know everybody wants to you know prove people wrong and and stuff but it's just a matter of like how i guess how big that chip on your shoulder is and i've just always in general been a very hardworking person so whether it's you know athletics you know working out or my career and and, and filmmaking or whatever 
Um, and so I think those two things combined, just, you know, wanting to, you know, kind of prove people wrong. And like my teacher saying, I would never go anywhere with YouTube. I would never go anywhere with music videos. It was like, all right, cool. We'll see. Like, you know, and so me already being a hard worker and going out and shooting those on a consistent basis while in school, while trying to do homework. And then him telling me that and my cinematography teacher, you know, giving me a bad grade and doing things like that on my reel. Like it was just like, I think those things were motivational for me. Had maybe they've been always like, so gushy over me and like, Oh, you're so good, Jake, or this, like maybe I wouldn't have worked as hard as I did and been where I'm at. So I think it definitely, definitely had an impact for sure. Yeah. Because, you know, when, when someone tells you you can't do something or you're not good enough, you tend to want to, you know, prove them wrong and show that you, yeah, you yeah, can. Of course. So, yeah. So that's, I think that's some good info about, about film school and your experience. But yeah. at this, so you, you've already had this reel full of music videos. And like you said earlier, Zach or Futuristic hit you up to do that first video, which mm-hmm. that was the Who Dat video, right? Yeah. And that's yeah, still yeah. on the channel that's the video that, that you created the so channel that, for right so it was on owens mhs like 1990 my way old channel where i had like all these like home little videos on my tape camera and stuff but that was the first video where it was like after we made that is that like, channel our, still up the old it, one it, it is what was there's it? owens super embarrassing stuff on there owens mhs 1990 okay. you guys have to go check that out for us some super embarrassing stuff <laughs> but uh but yeah no we made that video and that was kind of the moment of like okay i need a, a new channel like to like start posting all this stuff and that's like i think one of the first if not the first video on there so yeah and, and yeah. so uh i think people can go through your uploads app and that at that point and kind of see your progression you know you have t2i music video you can see yeah. some of the artists you're working with and then uh, another artist i feel like it, we have to hit on is Kyle or KID. Right. Like I said, this is right. the keep it real video is what turned me on to Kyle and I guess inadvertently you. Right. How did you start working with Kyle? So I just hit him up on Facebook, man. I had a I had a friend who lived probably 15 minutes away from him in California, who is the second artist I did a video for in Arizona. His name was Samson. He played football at ASU. And we were making a video one day, and he just brought up this. He's like, yeah, man, there's this kid like that lives like close by. He's super talented. He was like 16 at the time. And uh, he's like, but yeah, he has no no like content. And I was still trying to grow and shoot with whomever and whatever and have find dope people to shoot with. And uh, he showed me a little bit of his music. I was like, oh, this kid is really dope. Like, And so I hit him up on Facebook. I was like, hey, I'm coming to California with Samson. He knew of Samson, just that small community. Um where he grew up and I was just like coming to coming to town with Samson in a few weeks like do you mind if I shoot you a music video and he was just like yeah because he didn't have anything like that and and I wasn't trying to charge him I was just trying to shoot for dope people and build my reel and build myself and create um and so I went out there and we shot three videos in three days and that was uh KID Lemonade that was KID The Fall or Falling and then KID We Can and the very first moment I met him is when we shot the We Can video. I went up to his street, his house. He met me out on the street. I was like, what's up? I'm Jake. He's like, I'm Kyle. And I, we literally just walked down the street and shot. Like It was like, hey, you want to shoot a video? And we just walked down the street and shot a music video. And uh, so that was called We Can. I think he was 16 at the time. And then from there, we just we became friends. Like We were just always you know, cool and then would continue to shoot videos. And I think to this day, you know, we probably shot – 
25 to 30 different you know videos and and uh he started to get after like he started to become pretty popular on the youtube channel and then uh this independent label in la after i don't know maybe like one to, probably around two years or so after we had started like shooting a bunch of stuff found out about him he signed to this independent label and then that's when we did like keep it real uh when we did uh gosh we've done so many i can't even think yeah. right now um but we we did a series of them and then that's when he um started to take off even more and then you know this year he just uh blew up with i spy and just went triple platinum and yeah. uh funny story i was actually supposed to shoot that video before the song came out and then last minute lil yachty bailed and had to like leave back to atlanta and so we didn't end up shooting it and then they released the record like a week later and it just went just through the roof and i was like well i'm probably not shooting this video anymore yeah <laughs> and then sure enough they got colin tilly to do it and so um but yeah all good love kyle he's the homie from from day one and uh yeah, so that's kind of how we got we you know I met him and got started with him. So. Yeah, and I think I'm sure you guys have helped each other, both right in your yeah, career. Absolutely, and that speaks to the importance of networking. Even if you don't know absolutely. how it might happen, that absolutely. kid that you walked up to on the street ended up having a platinum. Right, record, and that's what know? that's why I try and tell people all the time because I, I run into people that either want to help on set or that I talk to or that like hit me with some like I always let people who want to come get experience on set to come get experience on set through my Instagram and be like, Hey, we need a PA or a BTS guy. Anyone want to come through like more than welcome. And there's been a couple times where I've had people come out and then afterwards they're like, so like, where's my check or something like that. And I'm just like, that's not what this was. Like I was just get, I, people are looking for opportunities just to come out. That's what this is. Sorry if there was like, any miscommunication and I will never hit them up again ever like just it's done right there like if that's what all you were into it for like then you know I don't you know foresee us you know working together in the future and the people that have done a really good job for me or I've just liked on set and I've liked their hustle I've brought them back multiple times and now they get paid on it every every time like and I always bring them back and so like there's this guy who's done like been on 10 of my sets over the last like month or two and he's been doing dit or pa or grip work and we've been paying him a daily rate and it happened because he just hit me up on instagram and he came out one time and he worked really hard didn't complain didn't ask for money i was like i like this kid and that's that's the exact thing you need to do is network and it's like kyle if i would have went to him he was a 16 year old kid living sleeping on his mom's couch like he didn't even have his own bedroom in the house so it's like if i would have went to him and be like yo i need like 300 bucks for this video boom done i wouldn't we wouldn't have made all his videos buffner's channel might not even be what it is he uh could be he either may not be a platinum recording artist today or if he did i would have no ties to him like it's just all because of what i may have wanted two three hundred bucks or something like it's yeah. just you can't especially when you're coming up or you're trying to like make a name for yourself or just get experience you can't worry about the money like and i understand everybody's got to live but get a side job like if that if if you're trying to do this other thing as your passion and you need to support yourself in the meantime because like you you will burn so many bridges right off the bat um and i know the biggest opportunities i've gotten have become have come because of me knowing the right person uh my very first label music video budget thirty thousand dollar budget for jesse mccartney came because the producer of the project 
knew who I was, knew what I could do on like smaller budgets and work really hard. And I had worked with him, uh, kind of, I kind of worked with him through a mutual friend on a previous project where I barely got any, paid anything and I worked super hard and like killed the video. And he was just like, he brought me on cause he's like, yo, I like this kid. He works hard. He's going to do this video. And Jesse, he showed Jesse my reel. Jesse loved it. Boom. I landed this job. And had I not known that guy or worked hard or made a good impression on him i wouldn't have landed that video that was i remember that was playing in malls across the country people were like tweeting me like yo i just saw your video in the mall or it was playing before movies in the movie theater people were like screenshotting like yo just saw you at amc like to me like i I think i was like i just moved out here to la i was 20 22 i was like tripping like i was like this is crazy and that happened because of that networking opportunity opportunity and me working hard and not being an asshole i guess and like short-sighted i guess yeah yeah i've always looked longevity wise always like even from the youtube days like when my teacher was bashing me i would i saw the potential of like where i could go with music videos and youtube and building like a following or this so it's too many people i think are like you said yeah it says short-sighted or not looking towards like what this could be in the future or longevity and and you know, you never know who you could meet through a simple job that you do for free or, you know, little to no pay or whatever. Like, you could end up meeting some guy who could change your life and bring you on to, you know, so many. Th- There's a lot of people right now that are working on my sets that are working on my sets continually that just started out either reaching out to me and working for free on a couple sets. And now they're DPing. The, the guy I just had DP this OT Genesis video, he reached out to me because he went to ASU and he was a fan of my stuff. I had him on like two, three sets, loved loved his work ethic, he worked hard, and now I've had him DP like three or four videos for me and he's like, like that just, that wouldn't have happened had he not taken those first few like opportunities and jobs to just work hard and make a good impression and be around, you know, and so that's like the biggest piece of advice I can give to anyone is just don't. Yeah, don't be so short-sighted and focused on the money aspect early on. Like, just, you know, get your foot in the door, network, meet people, work hard, be humble. Yeah. Yeah, I think that speaks, that pretty much speaks to the whole free work issue that a lot of people have. And I think you dropped a lot of good gems there that people can pick up free work, opportunity, versus thinking long-term and kind of weighing your options when you are. Yeah, and with free work, I mean, you have to, value the situation the worth like you know don't what don't one don't overdo it and if you don't see any potential value of where this could lead then don't do it if you don't think it's going to have any value to you but you know even even with futuristic early on never charged him for a music video it was just always like yo i'm going to shoot your videos and they're going to go on my youtube channel and this was before even really monetization was really around but then it kind of kicked in and it was we just kind of made this deal i was like look like I'll shoot your music videos for free. Same with Kyle. Same with Samson. Same with all these like artists I started early on with. And I would just put the videos on my channel. And then I started to be able to monetize those. And I was growing a following. And it, so it's like I was never right off the bat worried about the money. I was just worried about building with people, building an audience, build, just building in general and meeting people, networking, creating. Um, and I think that's what got me to where I am. Because um, if I would have been worried about the money early on, I'd, I, I I don't think I'd be you know yeah. where I'm at yeah. for sure. And, and those futuristic videos that you did for free have some of the 
tens of millions of views the most viewed yeah, videos on yeah. your channel. Yeah, so. we have a couple of 22 million, 13 million, 15 million. So it's like, again, that's longevity. That's worth more than two, 300 bucks. Right, so. right, right. So, yeah. Um, so that, that speaks into a few things. You said side jobs. Did you have any regular jobs at any at this point? So the only one I ever had was going into college. Uh, that summer, I had a job at PacSun. And I worked. I just worked at PacSun folding clothes, and it was. I hated it. It was terrible. Um, and then, uh, yeah, I, I quit. And uh, after that, just was going to school and doing video stuff. Um, yeah. And just I would kind of you know post videos to YouTube as well as like any any little like video production stuff I can find around Arizona. I was kind of doing just on my tape my tape camera and stuff because at the time like like. It, you could still like do productions on that stuff. It wasn't like you had to have like a red or it just wasn't around yet. So um, I was making like odd and end jobs, just doing like little video production stuff. Um, and just, I had money saved up from just, you know, being a kid and working odd jobs with my parents and different things, like stuff they had me do. Um, and just, um, yeah. And then I was fortunate enough to, my parents always supported me um, as far as like, you know, and again, I had that partial scholarship. So it's like, I didn't really need like, a full or part-time job because I I already had taken care of things that like put me in that position where I didn't really need to get one. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, um, so yeah, but yeah, that was really the only job I, other than video stuff that I've ever had. Yeah. So kind of well, crazy. That, that kind of translates, I guess. So now you, you talked about working for opportunity, building your reel, but now you've had some really great content come out on your channel about how to actually make money at right. doing video and doing what you love and for example you, you know that hoodie that you're wearing people can't see it but you're wearing yeah. your own merch right now and maybe the PacSun uh, knowledge right. helps a little bit there but you you are making money in probably a lot of different ways that people don't expect right uh can you speak yeah. on perhaps some of the more creative ways that you've uh, used your skills rather than just you know obviously going and getting paid for a video shoot right and that's what yeah for sure and that's i'll definitely get into that but that's one of the things i try and tell people all the time is like there's lots of ways to to make money in this field in a sense of video production film production without having to physically go shoot something and for me early on that was i would get questions all the time on either facebook or youtube like like oh what what was how what were your camera settings for this how did you achieve this look how did you do this effect and I would just always answer these questions answer and it kind of got to a point where it was like too much and my mom of all people suggested like hey why don't you write like a book on how you shoot your stuff just kind of like jokingly but serious one at the of those same mom time. ideas that you don't take yeah. seriously but it's actually a good idea <laughs> yeah and so I was kind of like it sat with me for a little bit and I was like yeah so I wrote this manual JOP super duper video manual and I just kind of talked about not only like camera settings and how what are the proper settings and white balance and ISO and what do, what do they mean what do they do but then also like how I use them like I boost the shutter for like a raw duty effect and would give examples of my video or a movie that's out there like Saving Private Ryan and just would kind of break down how I did things and what I like to do as well as like how you could probably do them yourself and like I started selling that manual and that was like the very first thing and I started selling it and I started making like a little bit of side income um, selling this manual and I was like oh this is cool and so that kind of stemmed into down the road making a version two of that where I got more detailed and updated it and then it turned into selling merch and you know because I started building more of a following and 
And then, you know, years down the line, like I've always colored my own stuff. I love coloring. I think I have a good eye from it just growing up. My mom always had us drawing and painting and, and, you know, she was an art teacher for a little bit. And so I think I just had a good idea of colors and what, how they work together. And, you know, and so one kid, one, I don't know if it was on Facebook, YouTube or somewhere, some kid suggested he was like, Hey, have you ever tried making a LUT? And I was like, what's a LUT? Like, I didn't even know. And I figured out how I could literally export my color as a LUT where people could like apply it, like kind of just this copy and paste thing. And so I made JOP LUT bundle number one, two, three, four, five. And I just, because people were like, wanted their color to look like my color. Cause I always just colored my own stuff. And so I was like, all right, I'll take that color, export it. And then someone else can just pop that on and so I started selling my LUTs and like those started doing well and just I've always thought like okay how could I take what I'm doing in my life and in in the video production world and filmmaking or whatever and like you know not only help people with it but make money off of it like and so that's where the manuals came from the LUTs and then you know I've done a lot of music videos and label music videos and it was like you know I was like oh I'll make a music video treatment like like package where people can see like this is how you write a music video treatment for not only artists of the independent level but for a label and then that turned into templates where people can literally it's like a template and people can just plug and play their own pictures and words and and I'm trying to think what else I got on my site but just like you know I was always thinking okay how can I take what I'm doing and you know like make make it make make it make me money as well um, and so I've always kind of had I don't I didn't go to business school I didn't like but I've always kind of had this like entrepreneurial like mindset I guess and I'm always like the wheels are always spinning and I'm always like figuring out how I can get into different areas and um and so yeah there's there's definitely even things that I'm doing now people probably don't even know I'm behind and that I'm doing and along the lines of those things um yeah. but yeah yeah there's there's other ways too you can make money just through um, just being an affiliate of different companies, you know what I mean? I don't know if you do that, but yeah, yeah. Um, like, you know, there's lots of companies, whether it's an online product or a physical product, you can be an affiliate. And I even do that with people of my products, like, because it's mutually beneficial. They, they're looking for this free marketing because it's a sale they made of never seen. And so you get a percentage of the sale and they obviously make a sale. So, um, like, you know, you can be an Amazon affiliate and link products in your videos, which most, most people know about. Um, but then there's other companies like different LUT companies or, you know, drone companies or um, whatever. There's a bunch of different companies where you can, you know, be an affiliate, promo their stuff with a special link. If people buy it, you get a percentage of the sale. And that's still making, like, money and a living within the realm of, you know, filmmaking or photography or, you know, stuff like that. But without having to physically go make a video. Um, and so there's there's a lot of opportunities out there and a lot of things I don't think people really – take the time to see or just they don't even know about they just it like just have no clue and so i actually have a video coming out next week talking more in depth and actually showing people because i made a video talking about like how to make a hundred thousand dollars a year making videos and i kind of talk about my upbringing kind of what we talked about here and then how to make money outside of also like making videos like kind of what i'm talking about with affiliates and selling your own products and doing things like that and there was a lot of people like oh, this is a scam, this and that. I was like, one, I'm not trying to sell you anything, so it's not a scam. I'm literally just like yeah. telling you, here's options for you. This is how you can do it. But a lot of people were like so focused and honed in on the like, you can't shoot that videos a month. You can't do this. I'm like, guys, you're not 
real like I'm telling you all these other options of like where you don't have to physically go work and shoot a video like these are subsequent options to help so you don't have to maybe go shoot that many videos and and um but I have a video coming out next week where I kind of go down even further and show like okay here's you can make money being an affiliate here's all the ways I make money being an affiliate and I show like numbers just to be like look I, it's not false you can do this like and trying to be as transparent and show people that um because yeah there's a lot of options out there there, yeah. there really is so. i think it comes down to when you're creating all this content it's like i can't think of the right terminology but you have some food or fruit and it's like not leaving it's like making the most out of everything eating it down to the bone putting right. the bone in the water getting making broth right. with the bone like right. you can right. really not be wasteful with your content and juice it uh, right to work for you right yeah uh and so speaking of some different like opportunities and brands that you're creating i mean you've got the buff you've got the nerds you've got the merch the clothing uh you've even got this epic beard going on do you reach out to <laughs> other do you reach I out don't. to brands I like should. for beard oil or to no. do like what about the fitness side of things do you do do you play into that I, a lot like i honestly i need to and i just don't because i'm always like so busy with the the film um editing and all those side of things it's like and that that's ultimately my what i really want to do and focus on so i don't spend time like reaching out to like fitness because i'm i'm not in a cocky way but i i feel like i could be a, a fitness model on a magazine or do like things like that or be in a fitness commercial or different things like that but i just feel like my energy is better spent putting it into you know working harder on the the film side of things and because one day my body will fade and you yeah. know i can do film and video stuff forever you know yeah. so um, but totally love that stuff. I've, I've considered it. I started a fitness channel a couple years ago and I just couldn't keep up with it. Like, because I was just too into the, the more the, the film side of things. So I kind of stopped, but I get questions all the time asking about my fitness routine or my beard. How do I, now that I have a beard, like I, every time I go in public, man, someone stops me and says something about it. It's kind of crazy. Like, like, do you get recognized? Like, Hey, you're Jacob. Owens. Way more, way more than yeah. like it, beard it's definitely way more recognizable for sure um but no it's funny because i've i haven't had it that long i've probably only had it like a year and a half um but now it's become like so many people always say something about it or dm me like yo how do you get a beard like that like 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 you can just like put some special cream on and it just grows or something and so it's like yeah it's kind of become like a like a i don't know a, a thing piece now of the brand. so yeah, yeah piece of the brand so yeah i can't can't get rid of it. So. Yeah, when I tweeted, plus it makes me look. What? Go ahead. I was gonna say when I tweeted that I was gonna have you on the show. One of the questions someone asked was, "How do you build a body like?" <laughs> yeah, yeah, so yeah. They're, they're, so, they're no. interested in that. Yeah, I, and I do get a good number of questions on like, "Yo, how do you balance your time between like that fitness? Well. Like, how do you find time? To, how do you find time to work out and do all the videos that you do? Like, because not only do I do like YouTube videos, but I'm doing." the productions like music videos commercials you know and different things like that and like still work out and do stuff and so that's one honestly a, a question i get a lot it's like how do i find time to like you know work out and keep a healthy lifestyle and do this stuff and to me it's it's easy like you don't need um honestly you don't need more than 30 minutes a day like i i i don't even go to the gym anymore i just work out here i have like some elastic bands a couple weights and a pull-up bar and i always just do pull-ups box you know jumps squats 
push-ups, you know, elastic band work for like 30 minutes. I just go super hard and then I'm done for the day and I'm already here and I back to work. Like, so, yeah. um, I guarantee people spend 30 minutes to an hour of their day surfing Instagram and Facebook Absolutely. and Twitter and YouTube. So you cannot tell me that you don't have time to work out because I have time to work out. So if I have time to work out and some of these superstars like Kevin Hart and The Rock have time to work out, you have time to work out. So um, when people say they don't have time, I just tell them, no, you have time. What you're just saying is it's not a priority to you. Those pull-up bars really help. Uh, I used to be addicted. Well, I still am, but... Back in high school, you know, the Marines would come by. and Yeah, and the they, they would do that. Yeah, I wanted yeah, yeah. all the glory. Me and my buddy would practice pull-ups for, for days. So that when they came down, yeah. you could do that. Yeah, and I'd win the T-shirt. And, uh, yeah. you know, some, like, crazy buff kid still got first place. But that's <laughs> uh, those pull-up bars, I remember, like, that's the secret advantage. If you just do one every time you pass by your kitchen or something. There you go. Or just do like, a set. Yeah, do yeah. a quick set. Yeah. Can you do yeah. a beastly amount of pull-ups? This is an exclusive gem to this podcast. How many yeah, pull-ups? I, I could, the most I ever did at one time was 38. I Jeez. did 38 and one. Um, I never got to 40. But I bet if I, I need to like, I need to start going back ham again. I love pull-ups. Pull-ups are my yeah. favorite thing. I also think they're so practical, like in the sense of like body weight strength. And hey, if you're ever hanging off the edge of a cliff and you need to pull yourself up, you know you can pull yourself up. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, um so yeah, I love I love pull-ups. But yeah. So, um getting into I guess the tail end here. You you got a lot of content on your channel if people want to go more in depth on all these different ways to make money, but uh and and there's even some things that we didn't bring up. Like I just saw on Instagram you started another new clothing line about everything yeah. Arizona. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And things like that. So it seems like you're you're doing a little bit of everything and almost like you can't even you've got too much options in front of you to even keep up with them all like the fitness channel um what are some of the craziest places that you've seen like because you give away a lot of stuff and especially with your unsplash account video right that was interesting what are some of the craziest places that you've seen something come back around and reach you like maybe you're just browsing the internet and you watch a video and you're like oh hey that's that's from my tutorial or oh hey that's is there any crazy story where you've like touched yourself in a way no i think the the first thing that stands out to me is more just like being uh like being in a different country and like on an island somewhere and some guy being like hey you're jacob owens like like that was just weird to me like you know especially because like coming up behind the camera it was never my intention to be like like recognized like by my face or anything so that that that's just always kind of interesting when that happens but um like unsplash probably it's been a, a a cool one where it's like i see my pictures being used all over the web by like like film like i was on i was on my phone yesterday and i was scrolling through and some ad for uh film uh film up or some it was my picture like with a camera and like you know people are always like tagging me in those so just seeing my stuff around the web is always kind of interesting and and fun but yeah i'm trying to think i don't know if there's like anything oh i had this doesn't i don't know if this really pertains to this but i had i was driving down the street of la one day and I like something caught my eye and I did a double glance and I look out the window and a homeless man was wearing my shirt, like my J O P shirt that I had oh, made. Yeah. 
And so I stopped, I parked and I ran over there and I was like, like, Hey, can I get a picture? Like, and I showed him like my logo. Cause this is at the time I still use that logo for everything. And I got a picture with him, like with my shirt, like, I don't know how it got to him, but it got to him. And, uh, so that was kind of, that was kind of crazy. Um, he probably thought yeah, you were crazy. I, so, yeah. He probably <laughs> like, what the heck? Why is this guy want a picture with me? So, um, that's yeah, cool how so. you can how you 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 your reach can go places that you don't even imagine just yeah, through yeah. doing stuff you know on the internet and on right you know that you were going to do anyway right uh so what is some advice you can give to perhaps the new school of youtube editors you know that are bound to be making this is an interesting topic i always think of because we're teaching people and we're bound to be teaching the kid who's going to make the next right. viral hit, who's going to have right, his friend right. shoot the music video, who's going to get right. like a hundred million views on YouTube. Right. Like, yeah. I don't know. Is there anything, is there anything that you can say about that? That's, that's, it's just such an intriguing, uh, dynamic no, totally, to me. Totally. Have you seen yeah, it Yeah. I mean, cause I know for me when I was kind of in that position, like, coming up and trying to make videos and put it on YouTube, I was inspired by someone like Rex Arrow. I don't know if you know who that is, but he did like Mac Miller's early music videos that would like, and that's kind of where I got my inspiration is like, oh, I can make music videos and, and, and for artists and go on YouTube and, and build a following and like, you know, go somewhere with music videos. Cause I saw this guy doing, you know, these kind of low budget run and gun videos for Mac Miller who like kind of popped off via YouTube. And so that's, like inspired me and it got to me to where I'm at and now I'm in a position where people are looking up to me and I'm potentially inspiring lots of other people who could one day yeah be something really amazing and it's like I might never know that I inspired this person to, and they're like they won some you know Oscar years from now but early on when they first started they're like man Jacob Owens that's that's who I like live by you know so it's, it's kind of crazy to think about for sure. Do you feel like being in LA is still like the internet connects everyone? Uh, I, right. I I know that you know if you put yourself around the right people, like we're talking about, things just start happening. What do you think about being in LA? How has it helped you in like a it's, short? It's it's helped me tremendously. If I if I would still be living in Arizona, I one million percent would not be doing what I'm doing or working on the projects I'm working on today. It's just. If you're really trying to be a film, it's it's tough because if you're really trying to be a filmmaker or, or you know music video director or director or editor or, or work in the film industry in general, like LA is where you need to be. Like that's just where the industry is. That's just it's, is what it is. Or or you could get away with it a little bit in New York because there's a scene there. But um, ultimately, it's where you need to be. But it's tough. I I know people personally who've tried it, tried to come out here, and like it, they just can't keep a consistent you know workflow and they go back or they leave and um you know it's not going to happen for everybody but it's like for me when i made that jump out here that those first two weeks i came out here all because i moved out here because i was getting that's why i moved out in the first place i had people hitting me up and when they'd find out i was in az it was like oh like let us know when you're in la and it was like like it kept happening on a consistent basis it was like okay i need to move to la and that's why i moved but within the first two weeks of me being out here, I edited a T-Pain video. I was on set of an Akon video, and I helped shoot second camera on a Black Eyed Peas video. All within the first two weeks of me being here just because I was here. 
Like, and so I think that's like a good testament to like, like what LA can do and how beneficial it can be if that's really what you're trying to do. And if you meet the right people, again, those opportunities all came from me knowing, knowing the right person and, you know, um, them contacting me to, to do what they needed. Um, but it's, uh, been absolutely, you know, instrumental to, to getting where I'm at. And then one day, you know, if I get to the point where I feel like I can move back to Arizona and, you know, permanently and then just pop out here whenever I need to do something, then I'll, I'll probably do that. Cause I don't, I honestly don't want to live here the rest of my life. Yeah. I, I don't, I'm not, I'm not a fan of LA. Um, I'm always going to be an Arizona guy. Like, uh, that's where my family is. That's, that's home to me when I'm out here. It feels like an extended work trip when I'm in Arizona. It feels like home. So, uh, yeah, one day I'll be in Arizona permanently and then just pop back and forth. But LA, LA is where dreams come to live and where dreams come to die. Both of them. So, yeah. Yeah. Location, location. Yeah. So, um, wrapping up here, what are some projects that you're looking forward to? anyone that's listening that you want them to know about in the next coming stages of the buffer nerds and Jacob Owens? Um, probably, I mean, I'm always got new things cooking. Um, right now I'm DP on this football TV show documentary about long beach poly. So the first episode of that should be coming out within the next like two, three weeks. Um, but yeah, it's like 13 episodes. So that's like a big thing. Going to get a, a DP, uh, IMDB credit, um, as well as, um, and editing credit because I've been helping uh, color the, the edit as well as work the trailers and like promotional pieces. Um, I got this music video with Loveless and OT Genesis and that's kind of big and, and funny and comes full circle because I turned down the first OT Genesis Coco, that song Coco video. Yeah. Like the, I'm in love with the Coco. I turned that down and before you know it was a hit and then the video came out and it just went blew up and went massive and i made a parody with futuristic about it um which hit like a million views in the first like couple weeks when we put it on youtube and uh so it's just like kind of funny that you know and in the song i say and i could have shot the video then i heard the song and said it was too shitty though and so like just to like now be here shooting a music video for him is kind of funny and he has no he has no idea and um but yeah, so those are a couple of cool things. Always working on new music videos and um, got some treatments that I've written for for some really big artists. So hoping hoping those stick and land. And then just yeah, YouTube content. I got still trying to continue. Like I feel like I'm in a un- unique position where I'm work technically I'm I'm working in a professional industry where I'm directing major label artists and doing things which I feel like a lot of people um, that do aren't putting content out there behind the scenes or informational stuff on YouTube. They just, they're not, they're not in that world or they don't want to be in that world in any way. And so I feel like I'm in a cool and a unique position where I can show that and help in that sense. And so I want to, that's why this year I've definitely focused, uh, put a lot of attention into doing YouTube stuff and showing how other people can like make a living doing it or who just want to see like dope lighting setups or behind the scenes things and you know, whatnot. So, um, yeah, I don't, I don't know, myriad of thing, those things. So, yeah. so yeah. what's the best place for someone to get in touch with you, to follow you, to stay up to date with you? Probably, probably Instagram. I'm super active on Instagram. People like I, I'm always answering people's DMs. Like every time I answer, people are like, "Oh, you responded!" Like, so, uh, but yeah, at Jacob Owens there, and I'm usually that's where I like 
will answer people's questions, but also put out word for people to like who want to just come help out on set or want to take behind the scenes photos or video on set or just so it's like that's a good place because I don't really put that out on like Twitter and stuff like that. So um, Instagram is a good place to get in contact with me or my email, just bookingjop at gmail.com. So yeah, follow me on Instagram. That's a good spot. Awesome. And I'll try to link all those in the show notes wherever this podcast you're listening to. And uh, any last burning things that you want to mention that we didn't get to touch on or work on something, work on something every day, every day when I was in college and I didn't have class or I wasn't working on something, I would think, what could I do today that like enhances me in some way, whether it was, you know, working out or shooting something. I remember just sitting in my room, like I want to work on a new editing technique. So I film myself like having a nightmare in bed. And then I uploaded the footage and tried to edit it in the trippiest way to make it look like I was having a nightmare and flashes and stuff. And that's stuff I would do all the time is just shoot something, work on something or build something. Like I was just always working on something. And I think just like with sports, you practice to get better. Just like with film, you practice and get better. So just working on something every day. Don't, don't sit around and not do anything. Um, that's the best piece of advice I could give, I think. All right. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate you taking the time. I know you're super busy. You got a lot of projects on your plate. So I appreciate you sitting down, having this talk, hopefully. Absolutely. Actually, I know you dropped a lot of good information people can hear. So appreciate it, man. I'll talk to you soon. Thank you, Justin. Appreciate it. All right. So thank you all so much for listening. If you made it to the end here, as you can see, Jacob's work ethic, belief, and creativity has allowed him to open many doors for himself and make a living doing what he loves. So if you enjoyed this episode, let us know what you thought or learned by reaching out to us via DM or email. It's always much appreciated. And don't forget to subscribe to the show on YouTube and iTunes by searching the Justin Odisho podcast. You can find me everywhere at Justin Odisho or justinodisho.com to stay up to date with what I'm doing. And also leave us a rating on iTunes to help support the show. Thank you so much for listening and I'll see you in the next one.